Welcome to another message from Raymer Australia, recorded at our 2015 Impact Conference with the ministry of Mark and Trina Hankins. You can follow the sermon notes and listen online at raymer.org.au forward slash media. This is uh, the dictionary definition of a <laughs> devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. So when I was too tired to read the Bible at night, she would read it to me. She made sure I had my daily dose of the Bible. And as she just demonstrated to me love, consistency, and uh, she's demonstrated to me uh, many, many things. But anyway, she's going to be a blessing to us this morning. Can you just really greet her uh, and give her a nice Brisbane welcome? Thank you. Can you take this down? She's going to come down. Thank you. Yes. Praise the Lord. It's such a pleasure, uh, first of all, uh, to come. I think top of, of my pleasures for coming to Brisbane is to see Patsy. You know, how many have family? You're just so happy when you can be together. And so she's so precious to me. So uh, top of the list for the reasons why I want to come to Brisbane is to see Patsy. I know it's a beautiful place, <laughs> beautiful city, wonderful. And then on down is Tony, of course, after that. <laughs> and Annalisa and um, the family. I'm so thankful for family. And then we would not be here without you. And so you are here. It's so good to be together and, and anticipate what God has for us today and for this whole meeting. You know, it must be something special because you came. Amen? I see people from probably many other places I don't even know exist. <laughs> but you came, and because you came, um, you've set aside time. You've set aside, that means you've set aside uh, time on your schedule. Financially, you put it as a priority, correct? And do you understand my English? Yeah. If you can understand Mark, you can understand me. Okay. <laughs> and um, first of all, we're devoted to Jesus, right? And you've been called with a holy calling, right? Praise the Lord. So, um, it's good to see you, and you can see me, of course. And I see my Canadian friend, right? Yes, it's good to see you. Now let's just turn our eyes to the Lord and let's ask him to help us, okay? Is that right? All right. Father, we love you and we praise you. And we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for giving unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our hearts are flooded with light. God, I ask you for a door of utterance so that we can hear what you're saying to us today. Help us to understand and grasp it. Thank you for hunger in our hearts. Thank you for a spiritual heart that's um, bigger than our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. God said to the woman, um, Jesus said about the Lord God, he said, God is looking for somebody to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. So I'm, I'm seeing bodies here in this room, beautiful bodies everywhere. But inside your body is your spirit, and your spirit knows God. 
and your spirit is made in the image of God, and your spirit is hungry for God, and your spirit can only be satisfied with that water that comes out of him. Amen? So I'm going to talk to your spirit. Now your head's going to be involved, okay? <laughs> but we're going to endeavor to impart and to stir you up in the spirit, okay? Good. And if I say okay, say yeah. yeah. If I say huh, you say amen. <laughs> All right. And today I'm going to talk to you about the gift of God inside of you. So everyone, I want you to say, I have a gift in me. And it came from God. So the gift that God has put inside of you is very special, very unique, and it's in you. Praise God. I remember, I was thinking about this. Uh, well, let's turn in our, our Bibles to 2 Timothy in the first chapter. And Paul is talking to Timothy, and Timothy is like his son. In fact, he's, he really loved Timothy. Timothy was the one who took whatever Paul said and told it to others. And Timothy didn't take the glory for himself, and Timothy didn't walk away from Paul. He stayed really devoted to Paul. He called him his father, and Paul called Timothy his son. That's special relationship right there. And so Paul is talking to Timothy here in the second uh, book of Timothy, and he's telling him some special things. He's speaking, you know, just like a father to a son would talk, you know. You don't talk this way to your neighbor, but you talk to somebody you know really good and they know you, okay? And sometimes you, you whip them. Sometimes you, you say, okay now, straighten up, right? And um, that's the way I was thinking about with my mom and my dad, Patsy's mom and dad. Um, I think they've been here, is that right? It's been a little time. But yeah, they are my heroes in the faith and my heroes in life. And um, dad came from a cowboy town in Colorado. He's third generation Colorado pioneer, miners, blacksmith, ranchers, tough. <laughs> he rode, <laughs> he was in the rodeo and rode bareback. Buckham Bronco, that's my dad. He's tough, right? Oh, we love our dad. His hands are big. He's tall. He's, he's got a big, big heart. But what he gave to Patsy and he gave to me, he and Mom gave us something very, very, very valuable, and that's an element called faith. Faith. And it came from a divine relationship with, our, with somebody in the natural. Now, how many have, can pinpoint somebody whom you've had a connection with, be it your parents? Maybe they did not give you faith, but God gave you another relationship, and they gave you something called faith. Can you remember who that is? Come on, just think of them in your mind. Get them in your memory. Maybe say their name, because that's important. That's a divine appointment that God had for you. And with that appointment, you got something. And it's called, the most precious thing is faith. So say, I've got faith. Amen. So you've got a measure of this faith inside of you. And so Paul is talking to Timothy. And he says, I thank God. Well, let me see. Here we go. Let me turn to it. 
I told you to turn to it. Now I better turn to it, right? Okay. Paul, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. He says um, to Timothy, I am calling up memories, verse 5, of your sincere and unqualified faith, which is the leaning of your entire personality on God in Christ, in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. It's a faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I'm fully persuaded it dwells in you also. So this element called faith that was in his grandma and his mom, now Paul could see it was in him. He's convinced. And so God has given to everyone a measure of his faith. Romans 12 and verse 3 says that, right? That God has given to you a measure of the God kind of faith. It's a substance. And with that faith substance, you can do things. So let's just make a good confession. Let's say, I got the faith substance of God in me. And it's a measure. And so with that measure, you can make it bigger. You can forget about it. Or we can increase in that. Okay? Now, that faith. Oh, my goodness, it's valuable. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to forget about it. It's not like your cell phone. You can leave it over here or there. You better keep it inside of you. Amen? And so the faith of God is in you. And so he goes on in verse, uh, the next verse. He says, um, I would remind you to stir up that gift that's in you. So first of all, he's talking about faith that's in you. And then he moves on from the faith to a gift. Now, there's a gift in you. Say, I got a gift in me. So Paul said, now there's a gift inside of you, and I want you to stir it up. Sometimes you forget that you have certain gifts. Sometimes we want to be like everybody else, or we get so consumed with our life, we forget that there is a gift that has been imparted to you through a supernatural relationship. First of all, from a relationship that I just spoke about, and then Paul said, there is a gift that's inside of you, and I want you to stir it up. It's a fire, and we've been talking about fire this week. There's a fire in you, and Jesus said, I come to send fire on the earth. Well, Paul's had that fire in him because he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, right? And he fell. He he became a man on fire. <laughs> and he said, Timothy, you have a gift inside of you, and I want you to stir it up, rekindle the embers, fan the flame of it, keep it burning. It's the gracious gift of God. And I just feel like the Holy Ghost is saying in this season, you have a gift. Speaking to everyone in the body of Christ, you have a gift inside of you. And how did it get there? Through a divine relationship, also through a divine impartation. How many have ever had hands laid on you? By your pastors, evangelists, your teachers. And what happened? There was something that came out of their hands by the Holy Spirit, and it came into you, and it's called a gift. Praise God. Just think of the folks that laid their hands upon you. Ministry gifts, right? Where did those ministry gifts come from? Ephesians 4 says that Jesus 
was raised from the dead and he ascended on high in the first order of business after he applied the blood was to turn around and give gifts. So these gifts are very valuable. They cost the blood of Jesus. Amen? And these gifts can be passed on and imparted by the laying on of hands or by association, by hanging around. Amen? And Paul said, don't forget you have a gift. So let's say this. I have a gift. And I'm stirring it up. How do you stir it up? You remember what it is. You say what it is. Then you stir it up. You, you exercise it and get it going just like you would do a fire. Because that's what he's, com he's comparing it to. How many make a fire? Well, it'll go out if you don't stir it up and add some more fuel to it. So this meeting this week <laughs> is stirring up the gift in you. And it's adding some more fuel to what you have. Amen. So that you can burn bright. Your fire will not go out. So you will make a difference in this generation. And wherever it is that God has put you. Amen. Now your gifts look all kinds of ways. So you can't compare yourself to your neighbor. Right? Now look at your neighbor. Do you look like your neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're related, you might look a little alike. But they're all different, all different, all different. And that's the beauty of the body of Christ. That's the beauty of him. He is so many-splendored. He can't, he can't contain himself and display himself in one person or one kind of gift. He's got to use the whole body. Wow, he fills all of us everywhere with himself. Hallelujah. And when we all come together, then we display his many splendored wonderfulness of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So there's some gifts inside of you. And I just wanted to uh, share something with you. And I have a, a little um, recording. And my sister took, uh, she's not Patsy, but my other, our other sister, Liddell, has a recording studio. And she took my mother into the recording studio and set her down at this beautiful piano and said, play, Mom, we're going to record you. Can I share that with you, what she played? When she sent this recording to me, I was astounded. I forgot my mom could play this song. And what an amazing gift she had. Play it. Let me see if you think it's good. You got it? Here we go. My mother. This was just a couple years ago. She's 80 years old. time to listen to the whole song. Do you like that? We love you, Mama. She was a little girl, and her mama 
got her in piano lessons, and she and her sister memorized that little song. She kept it her whole life long. And my mom still sits down at the piano just about every day and plays. She makes up other songs. She writes more music. She'll sing to the Lord, and she practices all these other things. And I remember as a little girl, she would do her arpeggio exercises. You know, just practice, practice. So if you have a gift, it's not meant to be put upon a pedestal, wrapped up so pretty, and tell people, I have a gift. But you take your gift, and your gift is not far from you. Sometimes we're looking at somebody else's gift, and we're trying to, I, I want to do that. That's far from you. But your gift is where did Paul say that gift is? I want you to stir up the gift where? In you. So say, I have a gift in me. Amen. So this is something that came from Jesus. And it came through a divine impartation. And it, you might have even read things that stirred that gift in you. Right? Or you saw someone do. Mark and I uh, operate in tongues and interpretation of tongues. That's a gift. That's two of the, uh, the gifts that Jesus gave. And um, that really got stirred up in me. I saw my mom and dad uh, walk in that. His parents walked in that. And then I saw a ministry called, uh, well, it's Buddy and Pat Harrison, which is Pat, uh, Brother Higgins' daughter and her husband. And they functioned in that way. I was probably 18, 17, 18 years old. And I saw them do that. And I thought, I can do that. That just, it was by the Holy Spirit saying, yeah, that's part of your ministry. It's going to be part of the tools. And so I thought, I can do that. It's in me. Right? And so what did I do with that? Well, sometimes nothing. But as we pray, you know, you get stirred up. What does the gift do in you? It burns, right? So whenever you get sensitive to that burning on the inside. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit moving inside of you, compelling you, stirring in you. And is that gift, if you uh, go to a party, a shower, a wedding shower, you bring a gift, correct? But is that gift for you to open up at the shower and say, oh, look what I, look, look what I brought. No, you give the gift to the person, right? And so the gift that we have, the gift that you have, whatever it is, it can be encouraging. Word of wisdom. You know, special faith. Those are special gifts that came from Jesus are in you. Different things are serving. That's a gift. Helping. That's a gift. Music is a gift. Saying a nice thing is a gift. Sweeping is a nice gift. Giving. You, you have a gift to give. Make money and give. Give. Wow. What do you do? Is that for you? No, you give. No strings. It's gone. <laughs> Amen. You just, I'm just giving it. And when you do that, oh my goodness. 
Whew, Jesus is magnified and Jesus is glorified. Glory to God. And I just have heard the Holy Spirit over and over and over say, um, recently in these last days, probably this since early spring, he's reminding me to stir up the gift. You have a gift. Don't forget, you've got a gift. Stir that up. And so what I began to think about was, what do I have? Do I have a gift? Yes, I have a gift. But my gift isn't like Mark. My gift isn't like Patsy. My gift, what is my gift? You know, so I, I just begin to remember back when I was a little girl. And I remembered that, you know, I remember waking up with, and uh, I heard my dad preach about um, prayer and how that we must redeem the time because the days are evil. <laughs> I must have been five years old. I was taking a Sunday afternoon nap, and I jumped out of the bed, and I go, huh? I can't sleep. I got to redeem the time. <laughs> and then he gave an altar call for those who would like to stand in the gap, intercede. And I remember responding to that. So that is part of the gifting on the inside of me. And with that, then if I keep that stirred up, I'll head the right direction. And whatever else God wants to do with that, it'll come on out. Amen. So I, I just began to stir that up and remember. And Holy Ghost is stirring you up. Some of you have been saved a long time. I won't say how long. But uh, God's not finished. And he has not forgotten what he's given you. Amen? So let's look at this gift. What is the nature of this gift? Look at verse 7. For God did not give us, come on, let's quote this together. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. All right. So the Amplified Bible says he didn't give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven, cringing, fawning fear, but he's given us what? A spirit. Shout it out. Of power and love. And of a sound mind. And I like the Amplified Bible. It says, a calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. That's what you have. And so this spirit is not a spirit that has fear in it. What does fear make you do? It makes you pull back, doesn't it? Makes you hide. The Holy Ghost is saying to the body of Christ in this hour, do not pull back. Don't hide. What does that gift do? It's, it's inside of you and it's like an unction. What is an unction? It's like a, oh, I've got to do something. Oh. You know, Jesus was moved with compassion. That was the gift in him. And that compassion it made him, like the woman at the well, it made him go out of the way to touch her. He was moved and healed the sick. He was moved from the inside. So this gift is on the inside of us, and it will move us. Amen? So you'll see things that God wants you to do that nobody else may see, but that doesn't matter. 
You just do it. Yeah? Of course, you're under authority and all that, but just step out with that gift on the inside of you. Amen? And so he says it's not a spirit of timidity. Oh, it's not my personality. But God has not given you a spirit of, t- of timidity. That means when you pray, we stay filled with the Holy Spirit. When we're stirred up, the gift of God is stirred up on the inside of us. That gift is bigger than our personality. Amen? That gift overrides anything that might be like uh, fearful to us. Because you see beyond the natural. You see the heart of somebody else. You see the need, and you know that you can meet that need, not just with your natural ability, but it's Jesus meeting the need through you. (laughs) Glory to God. Say, I can do it. Through Christ, he strengthens me. Amen. And so this, the nature of this gift is in three ways. Power. Power. You shall receive power. Power. After that, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So it's supernatural, dunamis ability, power. What's the next thing he lists? You have a spirit of power. Let me hear you shout it out. Love. 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 The God kind of love. It's not selfish. It's not um, um, full of pride. It's not touchy. But it's a God kind of love. Love. And you have a sound mind. That's the nature of the gift that's inside of you. Power, full of power. It's full of love. And it's got soundness in mind. It's got the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes people say, well, I don't want to draw attention to myself, so I don't want to do anything. But, no. When you are clothed with the Holy Spirit, when you have the mind of Christ and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not drawing attention to yourself which, as you offer the gift that's inside of you. But for example, the singers last night, they were singing such a great song, you know. But because you're filled with the Holy Spirit, because you're sanctified, you know, you want to serve God with your gifts, right? We were looking at you, but we weren't, like, glorifying you. It made us glorify Jesus, Remember when Peter said to the crippled man, look at me, look at me. Remember at the temple in Acts 3, look to me, look at me. What was he doing? Was he wanting to say, glorify me. I am the apostle Peter. I preached on the day of Pentecost. Look at me. No, what was he doing? He was so filled with the Holy Ghost. He was aware of who he is in Jesus He knew he was on a divine assignment and the man needed to look at him. Get his attention off of everything else and look at him because I got something to give you. What did Peter have? What was Peter doing? He was on the way to prayer and I think he didn't need to get to prayer to get stirred up. He was already stirred up on the way to prayer. He'd been praying before prayer. He was already full of the Holy Ghost. He didn't have to go to prayer to get full of the Holy Ghost. 
because he was stirring that gift up. How did he stir it up? He remembered what Jesus said to him. He remembered what it was like to walk with him. He remembered the miracles Jesus did. How Jesus would fasten his eyes on people and pull them out of depression or, or pull them all out of that, you know, the bondage of crippledness. Hallelujah. So what did he do? Look at me. Look at me, because when you look at me, you're going to see a gift in me. And that gift is burning. Paul said it's like, a, it's like a coal. It's burning. And when people see you, they see a burning in you. They see a fire in you. And whoo, it looks like Jesus. And he said, look at me. Look at me. The man looked at him. And he was going to, he's thinking, well, he's going to give me money. He said, no, I don't have that to give you today. But I do have something, and it's the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, rise and walk, get up. What did he do? He shared the gift. That was a supernatural Holy Ghost gift of the Spirit. And he stepped out with boldness. God did not give him a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. <laughs> so you just keep that gift stirred up. It's all about the gift stirred up. It's not about, sometimes we want to worry about how it's going to look and how it's going to sound, how the reactions will be when you do whatever it is that you have in your heart to do. But just focus on the giver on the inside. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. So let's just move on here. Um, it says, Paul said, do not blush or be ashamed then to testify for the Lord nor of me. Take your share of the suffering. And we'll skip, for time's sake, we'll skip down to verse 11. Now, Paul, remember, he had been quite the guy. He was quite a, a murderer. He was a leader. He was, a, uh, he was like a gang leader <laughs> in a religious way. And he was killing all the Jews. I mean, holding the coat for Stephen while they stoned him. He was quite a, you know, he was a rascal. He had a personality. But he, when he got saved, he laid that all down. That's not me anymore. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ is living in me. He had a revelation of Jesus on the road to Damascus. And he said, Lord, who are you? What do you want me to do? So he laid down that identity that he had, and he took up this new identity. And verse 11, he said what his gifting was. He said, For the proclaiming of this gospel, I was appointed a herald. I'm a preacher. So he said, I'm a preacher. And the next thing he says, I'm a, an apostle, a special messenger, and a teacher to the Gentiles. So the gift has definition. And as you stir up that gift, it becomes more and more defined. You know, when Mark started preaching, I knew him way back. His hair was this big. Bill Bottom. He was cool. And he preached who you are in Christ. Preached faith. And it was just ringing in him. But he didn't go away from that. He's just stuck with it. So with the, the truths that resound in you, the gifts that are 
inside of you. You just stick with it. And when you stick with it, praise God, it's just going to get sharper, more clearer, and God can use you further. Hallelujah. Now, you might have the gift of serving. Stick with it. What do you do? You just don't serve yourself. You start developing other people to serve along with you, with your attitude. You might be the prayer. You don't just pray all by yourself. What are you doing? What do we do with these gifts? What did Jesus tell the man, the, uh, the story about the talents? Remember, in Matthew, he said, the ruler had all these talents and gave them out the gifts, remember? Three, I could go there, I'm, run, I'm running out of time. But he said, um, where is that? Oh, that's, he said, here we go. It's in Matthew 25. And he gave out the talents. Three, two, and one. Is that right? Five, two, and one. And so all of the first two multiplied their talents. And then the last one, he said, Oh, Lord, you are a hard man. I was afraid and hid your talent in the ground. Look, I still have it. You want it? Did that make the Lord happy? No. So what, what kept him from going forward? What did he say? He said, he said you are a hard man, and I was what? Afraid. Afraid. So that fear, Paul said, you do not have a spirit of fear. That fear will make you bury the talent that God has given to us. Right? And so was that pleasing to the Lord? No. He said no. That mean, He called him a wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap. You know, and he goes on. He says, take that talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. Listen, for to everyone who has, verse 29, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. So what does God want us to do? Use our talents, right? And when we use our talents, what does he do? Give you more. If we bury our talents because we're afraid, or somebody else can do it better than us, so we'll just let, you know, no. Use your talent. If we bury it, that means we're lazy, fearful, and good for nothing. Well, that's not me. I don't want to be that. Amen? Do you? Praise God. That's why we're here. We're stirring up the gift of God. Amen? They're going forward. Now, I'm going to give you a prayer to pray. And I love this prayer. I pray this prayer a lot. And it's found in um, 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. And I, I read this just about every time before I get up to do whatever it is to do. And the Amplified Bible says in verse 4, I thank my God at all times for you because of the grace. So the gift of God is the grace of God. It's an impartation of the grace. It's 
of God, which was bestowed on you in Christ. Verse 5, so that in him, say in him, in every respect, you were enriched, say enriched, in full power and readiness of speech. Do we have that up there? Why don't we just read that and let's make it personal, okay? Let's go back to, yeah, verse 5. Okay, and we'll make it personal. Ready? Let's make that and say it out loud, okay? Here we go. So that in him, in every respect, I am enriched in full power and readiness of speech to speak of my faith and complete knowledge and illumination to give me full insight into its meaning. In this way, uh, he goes on and says, your witnessing concerning Christ was so confirmed and established and made sure in you. And verse 7, let's make it personal. That I am not falling behind or lacking in any special spiritual endowment or Christian grace. And let's skip that. Uh, well, let's just keep reading. The reception of which is due to the power of divine grace operating in your souls, in my soul, by the Holy Spirit, while I wait and watch constantly living in hope for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and his being made visible to all. Verse 8, and he will establish me, oops, got it? And he will establish me to the end. Keep me steadfast. Give me strength and guarantee my vindication. He will be my warrant against all accusation or indictment so that I will be guiltless and irreproachable in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let's read the first statement in verse 9. God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, therefore ever true to his promise, and he can be depended on. By him, I was called into companionship and participation with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Wow, isn't that good? I love this, and I say that over and over, and I get different translations, and it's uh, the New Living Translation says, he will keep you strong to the end. Praise God. So you belong and you've been enriched. So the gift in you is enriched. The more that you sit under the teaching of the word of God and those who have been set over you or stirring up that gift, it becomes more enriched. Now you've heard of enriched uranium. That's what they make that atom bomb with. How do you get enriched? Uranium by itself is not that powerful but when it's enriched it'll explode guess what the gift is lying in all of us and Paul says it's a good thing but you must get it enriched you must stir the gift of hallelujah so we're in the right place we're in the right time hallelujah we're with the right people Praise God. And the most important thing is to be a yielded vessel 
Amen? And to cultivate those gifts that are in you. Paul said again, and I'm, there's many more scriptures that I could use, but uh, cultivate. Don't let them lie dormant. And keep them stirred up. Romans eleven twenty nine says the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. God doesn't change his mind about the gifts he's given or the people he's called. Praise God. So cast that thought down if it comes to your mind. Amen. You have been called and God hasn't gone back on that gift, on that calling. So recognize, number one, recognize the gift of God in you. Recognize that. Number two, stir up that gift. Number three, be bold and let the motivation of your gifting be compassion or the love of God. Number four, trust God to work in you, work in what you've committed unto him. Amen? Paul said, I, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded. That's verse 12, 2 Timothy 1, 12. I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed unto him that day. Have you made commitments to the Lord? Yeah. Well, guess what? What's he doing? He's watching over your commitment. He has it ever before him. He doesn't forget our commitments. Praise God. And you can know that whatever you've committed unto him, he's able to keep it. When he keeps it, he guards it. He watches over it. He puts a fortress around it. Praise God. So if he does that on his side, you're going to keep and put a fortress around his promises to you. The giftings. When he says, go to Australia, Patsy Caminetti. Praise God. And you made a commitment to follow him. He has not forgotten that commitment that you've made. And with that commitment, he'll supply everything that you need. Praise God. And so then he turns around. Let's look at 2 Timothy, um, the first chapter and verse 13. Okay? And it says this, hold fast, whoops, yeah, and the pattern of wholesome and sound teaching which you have heard from me. So when you're stirring up the gift, it doesn't go crazy. You stay with the truth. Hold fast to the things that you've heard and that have been taught to you, which came out of, Timothy said, they came out of me, came out of my mouth, and it's in faith and love. And then verse 14 says, this is the next thing, guard and keep with greatest care the precious and excellently adapted truth which has been entrusted to you. Guard by the power of the Holy Ghost. So the gift of God is inside of us. And what do we do? We keep it cultivated. We keep the weeds pulled out. We cultivate our minds in the truth of the word of God concerning faith, who you are in Christ, whatever it is that God has imparted to you. And then he says, guard that gift through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Ghost will help you keep that gift stirred up and nobody can steal it away from you. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. So I see a gift in you glowing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And there's some fire burning in you. Some of you may have been ready to say, well, I don't know if I can do that or not. I'm here to say, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you can do it. And you will run your full course. You will finish it. And do it with joy. And get ready because you're going to another level of the gift of God in you. You've pastored on one level. Pastored on a new level. You've had grace to a certain measure. God is giving you more grace. Praise God. Hallelujah. Stir it up. This fire is burning brighter and brighter. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story that you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at churchatrhema.org.au. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.